Thank you for that singing. Last week, Jane and I were, uh, after the service last week, we went to, uh, back to Roxborough where I pastored my first church. And there are two friends there who were uh, our friends then and have been remained friends all these years. And, and uh, one, of our, one of them, it was Don and Becky Wilson. And Don has, in the last couple of years, has uh, uh, developed ALS. And so he's getting now toward the latter stages of, of that. And um, no more body movement, no more facial movement, not able to speak, not able to eat. Uh, and I didn't know exactly what to expect, how to, how to visit with someone. His mind is razor sharp. Uh, but they have developed now a, a, a technology by which um, a person can use a small computer, set it up on, the, uh, on an arm off the wheelchair, and uh, he's able with his eyes to type out what he wants to say. He's still sharp. He knew we were coming, and he went ahead and typed out a lot of questions he wanted to ask us. So he had it all. He had it all together, um, and uh, we had a great visit with him. You know, um, it's good to have friends. It's good to have old friends. It's good to have friends that don't forget you. And we're glad to know that we have a God who never forgets us. He's with us. He has us on his heart and on his mind. And he's done everything he can to show us how much he loves us. It's been many years. We've had our, uh, at, at our church almost annually, not every year, but most every year. We've tried to have a live nativity out in our yard out here for the community. This is for the community. And we try in our own way to depict the story of the birth of Jesus as it's depicted in the scriptures. And, uh, you know, it started out, I guess, with bathrobes and, you know, all kinds of sticks and whatever a person could find to bring. And over the years, we've developed some, some clothes now that look like shepherds and angels and all the different kind of characters that come. It's always a concern at this time of year. For one thing, it can be very cold. This, is, this time we're, we're scheduled for the 19th, and we never know. It could be just blistering cold. It can be cold and raining or snowing. And so when those times, those kind of forecasts come, we're always wondering how in the world we could even do this. It's a little bit much on children and us old folks to be out there in that. And so it's always a, I'm always a little anxious about it. I'm, I'm anxious about how it's going to be, if we'll be able to carry it out, if we'll be able to actually have that little performance out there. Not that it doesn't draw the masses per se, but the community rides by in their cars and they see what's going on. And so it, it always bothers me that we might have to cancel it. And last year was one of those years when it really was a really bad 
a bad situation. And so we just figured out a way to bring it indoors. We didn't have any live animals to have to walk down the aisle or anything like that. But uh, we brought it indoors, and it was beautiful. And so what's important to me I don't think I'm going to be able to finish till the end of December. I just don't think I'm going to make it. What's important to me is that we keep our word to the community, to the people who live here, who drive by this church, that we keep our word to them, that we faithfully bring the word of Jesus and the story of Jesus to our neighbors and to our friends. And I got to thinking, what if God had delayed or postponed or canceled the coming of Jesus and the birth of Jesus? Maybe due to inclement conditions. And I'm not talking about the weather. I'm talking about Herod, King Herod. He was a fox. He was hungry for the blood of the Messiah. For him who was to come. Would God have taken a rain check because of Herod? Or because of the sinfulness of man. If God had just decided, I'm not going to come. You know, God had, I think, three choices in regards to mankind and our sin. One is, He could just, he could just squish us. Is that a word down up here in North Carolina? Squish us. He could just destroy us all because of our sin. Or he could just ignore us. He could just sit off on the other side of the universe and just let us go through our process of dying as a people. Or he could come and get with us. He could come down and be among us. That's what Emmanuel means. God is with us. What if God had postponed? What if He had postponed due to lack of turnout? We've had lots of little meetings that didn't have much turnout. And what if God had canceled because the only turnout was going to be um, some lowly shepherds in the area and some Gentile magi what if he had postponed because there was no proper reception when he come to the place and the word was given there's no room there's no room you just have to go out back what if he had decided he would not 
come because it was said of his people, he came unto his own and his own did not receive him. But of course he was faithful to his word. His word's been read tonight. In Galatians 4.4, it says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. God was true to His Word and He was faithful to send His Son. You know, the humble circumstances of Jesus' birth, there's lots of people in that day and in this day who have such circumstances. That wouldn't have, that wouldn't have scared off God. And so He was faithful to follow His plan to perfectly fulfill His promise with no delay at the absolute ripe moment in history. That time in history has been called the crossroads of history because it was really literally the coming together of all the great kingdoms crossing back and forth across the land of Israel. And so it was a time where there was no delay, there was no procrastination, there was no lateness, there was no suspension, there was no neglect, there was no indifference. The gods that the people had known of were indifferent gods. They were not that concerned about mankind, the the kind that they believed in. There was no oversight. There was no thoughtlessness. There was no unconcern. There was no preoccupation. But the all-sufficient God, our all-sufficient God, acted on behalf of us all. And His work was full-measured outpouring of His grace and goodness to sin-sick souls like us. Like us. And His faithfulness was to keep His word. And to send the Redeemer. And that means that the church must keep its word. To send the message out of the redeeming God. Our God. And His Son, Jesus Christ. We are to be witnesses unto Him. If God had canceled Christmas. If He had just said, No. There'd have been no Christ Jesus. This book that we have would have offered absolutely no hope. None whatsoever. The promises to Adam and to Abraham and Moses and David, all those promises would have been unfulfilled. There would have been no New Testament. There'd have been no gospel. There'd have been no cross. There'd have been no salvation. There'd been no eternal life. If God had not sent His Son, life on the planet Earth would have been meaningless without knowledge that we have a Creator who loves us and redeems us and is working in our lives. There's there's a feeble attempt nowadays to sort of strike out the name of Christ in Christmas. 
I mean, think about it. If you take Christ Jesus out of Christmas and you don't have to look far now to see the feeble efforts. It just leaves celebrating. Well, celebrating what? There is nothing to celebrate. All the glittering and lights and trees say something at this time of year. They say something. Heaven has come down. God has heard our cries and He sent His Son. And so, and so without Jesus, there's, there's nothing. I don't even think Santa and the reindeer have a whole lot of meaning apart from the meaning of Christ Jesus. It's something special. It's talking about giving. It's talking about gifts. It's just little more than fatal funds and games if Christ is not part of it. A world without Jesus would have meant that Herod would have won. He would have prevailed. There would have been no obstacle. There would have been nothing different than Caesar. There would have been nothing different. We can look right now at different places in the world and we can see the specter of evil and it would have been the norm. That's, that would be the norm. Christ is the source of peace on earth. Goodwill to men. Oh, peace of God. Even as you wrap your arms around the world through Jesus Christ, embrace our world. Amen? Amen. So you take Christ out of Christmas and what is left? And I want to ask you a more pointed question. If you take Christ away from your soul, what have you got? Where's hope? Where's redemption? He is the Redeemer. Where's where's love that is as we said this morning, has no measure. Love that goes beyond our love, but inspires our love. It feeds our hearts. It feeds our life. God was faithful to His promise when He sent Jesus. And now our presence, the presence of churches and the presence of Christian people wherever we are, That's a promise to the world that God's not done. God's still sending His message out. God is still seeking souls. The Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance through Christ Jesus. Christ said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. You see, the draw to Jesus is not just the winsome stories of the Bible. The draw of Jesus is His own Spirit. He's the one that deals with our hearts in our quietest moments. He comes to our life. He's the one that calls us to Himself. And so, if the world really knew what God had done in Christ, the headlines would blaze. If they really understood 
God saves planet earth. I mean, you could see that as a headline. Why not? It's the truth. But we have a headline, and that headline that God is working. You can take the, you can take the gospel into one little nutshell, and if I had one sermon to preach, it would always be this one. Say it with me. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's... That's all we got. When we come to the end of our days, that's exactly what we have is a promise from God. Thank God He keeps His promises. There was an old prophet before Jesus was born. He was the father. He became the father of John the Baptist who was the preparer for Jesus. And his words are in Luke chapter 1. And this is what he says. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sits in the darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And so, Father, we thank You for Your Word. And Your Word is sure. The Bible says that God is not a man that He should lie or the Son of Man that He should repent. We can count on His Word. Thank You, Lord, for being faithful and sending Your Son, Jesus. And help us, Lord, to the end of our days, Lord, to be faithful, to say a word for Jesus Christ. Because in His name we've learned to pray and we're saved. Amen. Amen. We're now going to... um, Sing Silent Night, and as we sing Silent Night, we're going to dim the lights. Our uh, ushers will both come here, and uh, you have your candles that you were uh, given when you came in. And uh, as those candles will come by you in a moment, you'll uh, be, uh, the, the men will light them at the center of the church here, and then they'll, you'll pass it down to, those, to, uh, to, to the side of you.